Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfoe Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. All right, first out of the gate, I just want to apologize. No podcast last week. I have meant to have all kinds of momentum heading into 2018. I thought we did with the Bradfo Show, starting with Daniel Bard. You had Dustin Bedroya, two Excellent, excellent podcast. Then we did the J.D. Martinez Welcome to Boston remote podcast at the Baseball Tavern with a cavalcade of stars, which is going to be posted later this week. But what happened was that I came down with pneumonia. As you can hear, my voice still isn't up to snuff. I came down with pneumonia, ended up in the hospital, had a heart thing going on, and but bounced back in time to drive on down to winter weekend at Foxwoods. Really, you know, this is it's, it's bizarre that you have 7,000 people go to Foxwoods and take over the play for the Red Sox in the middle of the Patriots playoff run. But that's their base. I mean, that's their base. And it's not changing anytime soon. So anyway, it's always worth going in terms of the media stuff. And, and, and I appreciate the Red Sox for setting up podcast schedules for me as well. And this time around, we got two guys who actually had been on the podcast together. Rick Porcello, Joe Kelly, they were the first remote podcast we ever did at Twin Peaks Sports Bar down in Fort Myers. It was one of my favorite podcasts to do. We were sort of all over the place in terms of what we are we're talking about, but still, it was one of my favorite to do because this is what it's about. It's just about singing around, eating, drinking, talking, whatever, and good news, good news, update. Both of those guys have agreed to do another one, the second annual Rick Porcello, Joe Kelly, Twin Peaks podcast. When February, I guess uh, in a few weeks, in a few weeks when spring training rolls around. I couldn't right. think of a better place to start. Oh, so it's a good time. So if you're down in Fort Myers spring training uh, at Twin Peaks, it's a great place to catch a game and catch a podcast. So anyway, we got these two guys together, but separate. 
So the 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 podcast is going to be with the two guys. It's sort of the the preemptive Twin Peaks second annual Twin Peaks podcast. But so I got Rick Porcello, Joe Kelly separate, but obviously you know the two of them. We are morphing them together. They both have talked a lot about the Twin Peaks podcast that we had before when they were on, and including, by the way, and this is a good one. You're going to want to listen to Joe Kelly. Rick Porcello talks a little bit about it, but Kelly explains the whole situation, how Joe Kelly, in this podcast, after we finished taping the podcast, he actually saved someone's life in the bathroom at Twin Peaks. It's a pretty good story. I did help uh, another human being from... Being on his knees to his butt on the on the bottom of the bathroom floor and helping him up. So uh, we in this podcast, Porcello's first, Kelly second. We kind of all over the place at the beginning with both of them, you know. But that's you know that's what it's about. You know, we talked about, for instance, Porcello's down in spring training. It is a bizarre lifestyle these guys live down there. And you know, you work out, and you run, blah, but you throw, and but you're done. You're done by noon, and then you have nothing to do. And so all these guys do is play golf. So Porcello talks a little bit about. He admits it. He's like, listen, this isn't digging ditches, but he admit, he he goes through exactly how bizarre the spring training life. Style for major league players, you know, a big part of this too is just playing golf, and he goes into getting into Joe Kelly's head, and and you know all that stuff. So it's it's pretty entertaining. Well, actually, I find it more informative than entertaining. I find it both actually because. People don't understand what spring spring training is such a weird existence. So Porcello gets into that. We also, you know, we uh, I've just partnered up with Awaken 180. So I was mentioning we were talking about that, and so he wanted both those guys wanted to. When I said, "Hey, listen, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the end of April," well, you know. I don't know if they believe me or not, but there might be a wager involved. Another wager that we had on the podcast, they said I couldn't catch five Stephen Wright knuckleballs out of ten. Uh, out of out of ten, yeah. I don't think you can catch five. Five. Well, you know, I think I can. So that's wager number two. So we on the podcast, you can hear a little bit about, you know, we're talking gambling, which is always as Mike Mananski knows, that's always gold. Uh, we talked about podcasts, and, and Kelly said he's never listened to this podcast, which I call crap on. He said all he listens to is uh, cryptocurrency podcasts. I listen to podcasts on, like, cryptocurrencies all day, every day. All right. Um, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're doing it and you have listened to a cryptocurrency podcast, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you're at the wrong place. Two different things. And I, I don't know if I believe him. I certainly don't believe him that he'd never listen to this. I know for the fact he does. It's a lie, 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 lie. So, but but if you're going to say, if you're going to have the excuse of not subscribing to the Bradford Show, of not listening to this, have a better excuse than say, well, you know what? I was listening to cryptocurrency podcast. Now, t- you, you lost me. You lost me. Prove it. Prove it to me. And that reminds me, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Like we said, we've had a good start for 2018. We had a good 2017, but next level 2018. And finally, this is sort of the meat and potatoes of of the the podcast, which I I got into deep with these guys about the Red Sox clubhouse. We won 93 games last year, and we came in first place in the AL East, and I swear to God it felt like I was in last place. 
you know, is is this clubhouse going to be able to function? Is this clubhouse is going to be able to lead itself? You don't have, you didn't bring real. As we sit here right now, you didn't bring in any guys that say you. That's the leader. That's the guy who's going to change anything. That's the, oh my, oh my goodness. You got the influx of David Ross and Johnny Gums and Shane Victorino. No, it's it's basically the same group. So I want those guys to explain to me if this group is actually mature enough, and if he thought. If they thought that it was going to be, it was good enough last year to lead itself without David Ortiz, and you know what, they were honest about it. I, I won't BS you. They were really honest about it, and both of them. Here's the here's the weird thing, and you'll hear this in the podcast. Both of them have identified identified the exact same thing as maybe the turning point heading into this year. And they it's a players only meeting that they had after the second game of the playoffs. And as I saw said to them, oh well, that sucks that. You know, you had to have that moment, 164 games in the season. But both of them said that was a, a moment that they didn't have throughout the entire year. And and that told me a lot about, you know, not only about that meeting, but also told me about how that clubhouse was. So that is the meat and potatoes of this podcast. That is the biggest takeaway. The other stuff... You know, I find entertaining. It's just us talking. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's that's what you're going to get when we have the Twin Peaks podcast uh, in a few weeks. So, anyway, uh, I think it's another good one. Uh, appreciate you listening. So, here is, first off, Rick Porcello, then Joe Kelly. Making his first appearance since Joe Kelly single-handedly saved a man's life in the Twin Peaks bathroom on the Bradfoe Show, Rick Porcello. Uh, we were just talking about... The the I think I, I actually ranked my favorite podcast of last year. You made top five. Congratulations! I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's a huge honor. It's something that I've been working on, and finally, you know, reached one of my goals. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say you were number one, but that's what we're aspiring to in 2018. I'll and take a, a top five finish. Oh, I'll, really? take a, I'll take a top. Yeah, for 2017. I mean, 2018, I, you know, I like the title. <laughs> well, that's, I think we're ready to make the next step. As a great manager said, I can only put you in position to succeed. So uh, that was early on in the process. And in case people don't know this, this was the Twin Peaks remote podcast, Joe Kelly, Rick Porcello. Um, it was, I will say this, it was my, my favorite podcast to do. It was the podcast that had involved the most uh, adult beverages in the most savings of lives in the bathroom. Uh, so, but anyway, I think that we, it's a great thing to aspire to. That can be the beginning of the process. And then now, once again, 2018, bigger and better. I love it. I couldn't right. think of a better place to start. Oh, then over some tater tots and beer. Um, so, uh, so anyway, 2018. So it's been an excruciatingly boring 2017 offseason heading into 2018. You've been working out down in Naples. Uh, down. Who, who actually goes and works out with you? Down. So you, you have the house. You drive up 75. Yeah. You go to JetBlue Park. Who, yeah. were, who else is there? Uh, Jackie's there. Jackie's full-time Naples resident, uh, so he's working out in the gym every day. Uh, David Price just got a place down there, so he's been in there. Um, Jason Groom, my, you know, first-round draft pick, I think two years ago, he's in there working out, and then uh, Sale comes in as well. So we got a nice little group of guys in there, and it, it's pretty cool for an off-season uh, to see all those guys at, at the complex working out together. Um, I'm a big fan. I think it, 
you know, only grows you closer as a group, and, and um, it's good stuff. So, plus, we're in a hell of a lot better weather than what you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, but it's it's. I, I don't even want to see two months of JetBlue Park. I'm going to be honest with you. It's isn't. I mean, is it is it now to the case? Like, it's good that you have the guys. You thank know, God, thank God for winter weekend because I can get out oh, of there and we'll change the pace, right? You're the first player ever to say <laughs> that. Do the Bradshaw show and head back down. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm not going to say that we had to exclusively fly you up in the Bradshaw show jet, but uh, we had to exclusively fly you up in the Bradshaw jet. Are we talking about next level. A lot has happened back since you did that podcast in uh, February. We've the the revenue streams are insane. Um, so yes, so I'm glad you made it. We made sure that you made it. But to go back to the the, the workout facility, you have so you have the big five or whatever. You know, I don't even you listed. Um, this is sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can, if you make up the t-shirts, you can credit me. Um, so you have the big five or big six or whatever working out there. Is it at the now? Aren't you like let's get some other people here? Like this is a hey, you know, can we? get some fresh faces here, and then when those people come in, it's like, yeah, so good to see you. What are we going to do? Let's go, let's go play. I mean, you must be sick of seeing each other, number one. And number two, it is something to be said to having other avenues to go play golf with. It's true. All right, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah, I won't BS you, especially playing golf with Price, because he's so goddamn good (laughs) that it's – I, I hate asking for strokes. <laughs> and every time we play, it's like, you know, want to play for something. I don't want to just go out there and whack it around and not, you know, let's put a little friendly wager on it. And then it turns into me begging him for, you know, four strokes instead of three. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to having some other guys come down. Really, Who are um, sucky golfers, basically. Yeah. Like, I need Joe, Joe Kelly in there now. <laughs> Because he was doing house renovations. He's got a kid. He hasn't had time to work on his game. I was actually up north for a while, so I haven't had time to work on my game. We're starting at a nice, you know, we're starting at, you know, the same spot. So right. I got a chance, and I don't have to beg for strokes. And That's fair. I know how to get in Joe's head, too. That's the better part of it. Oh, you do? So, if, if by the way, he is uh, up next in the, in the Bradford Show podcast <laughs> schedule. Uh, so um, how would... I can't leave this low-hanging fruit. Just one little way that you get in Joe's head is just very coy, very dry kind of humor. Joe tries to draw the ball off the tee. If he doesn't, he can hit it dead straight, 320 yards, but if it doesn't draw, he's pissed. So if he's playing well and it looks like I need to, you know, start talking a little smack and get in his dome and start swimming around in there, you know, he'll hit a shot and... It'll be like a perfect little three, four-yard draw, and I'll go up to him and be like, dude, that, did you try and cut that? Did you try and cut that ball? That was good. And then he's like, what do you mean? That ball didn't cut. <laughs> and then you can just see the wheels start spinning, and, and you're in. Whatever you want to tack on after that, it's just, you know, the cherry on top. See, I think that you just hit the, the credo for Joe Kelly. The wheels start spinning, and then you're in. Yeah, right. Once you get him going, it's, <laughs> he's, he's done. There's no coming back from that. The existence that you guys have is so bizarre. I, and I'm not saying you guys don't work hard. You work hard, right? But your day, your day ends, and you go play golf, right? In, right? And this is – have you ever taken two seconds to understand, like, how bizarre – of existence, a spring training baseball player lives. I have a very hardworking mother, father, and two brothers that I, I talk to every day or every other day. And, and you know, if I have any ounce of complaint and being down in 75, 80 degree weather in February, and and you know, we had to run a mile 
and my, I'm talking to my dad, like that that conversation isn't even it's he's hanging up right right there. Uh, so we have absolutely, yeah, we work hard, but there's there's no complaints. It's it's really we're, you have to be grateful because of how fortunate you are to be able to. I'm not saying you're not. I'm not saying you're not grateful, but I'm just saying it's bizarre because you guys. There's guys that don't see it that way. Yeah, and that's that's where it's necessary to to mention that you know when you do understand how good it is to be able to go to the ballpark, bust your ass for three hours, and then get to play golf mm-hmm. every day or as frequently as you want like you said i don't know if it's bizarre it's just rare because most people have to grind it out for eight hours and do it every day of the week and that's it and that's how they make money and survive and we're lucky enough that our problems are if they you know just aerated or sanded the greens And then, you know, just think also, it's like the Chilean miners. I mean, I always complain about the, the lack of Diet Coke in the press box. <laughs> and so the, the Chilean, then I realized the Chilean miners didn't have to think about this. I think it's next, next level. So Chilean miners, reporters, then baseball players. We'll, we'll get you a soda stream up there. You'll never run out. No, no, man. So here's the thing. New sponsorship for the Bradfo Show, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. 50 pounds in 12 weeks starting tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Want to place a bet on it? 50 pounds, 12 weeks. So when – what? So say the end of April. End of April, you've got to drop 50? I don't have to. I'm doing it from – I mean, I know you're saying where is that going to come from. But so, yeah. So, yeah. Awaken 180, you're welcome. We're Tomorrow – we start that process. Yeah, so so no die What am I placing a bet on? Whether or not I, I'm going to do it. You're not going to do it. Okay, all right. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll place a bet. All What's right. the bet? We'll, 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 um, we'll figure that out. We have, we have plenty of time to figure it out because I don't want to. later. Yes, <laughs> the bet the bet to be named later. Um, because you opened the door for an awesome segue for me, which is actual. As you were talking, I'm like, I'm going to look so pro doing this. <laughs> so you you so you were talking about how some guys don't appreciate it, and you certainly do appreciate the life and everything else. So one of the things that we talk about with the Red Sox and being a young team and everything else is having the guys in there that can do the hey cut the crap quotient. I love that because I. I made that up. The cut the crap quotient. Like, cut the shit, right? Yeah. Do it this way. Have you, you came up and you had those guys. You were clearly one of these guys who can say, cut the shit, cut the crap, whatever. What, no matter what it is. These guys, it's a young team. You guys are getting older. Guys are getting more mature. Are you confident that you have enough of that? Yes. Okay. okay. I am. Um, absolutely. I think <clears throat> that's kind of one of those things. Uh, basically, I, you know, you're talking about leadership. Yes, but I, I like my term better. Yeah. Cut the crap. You can get cut the shit. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and baseball, there's, you know, starting pitching, bullpen, and position players, and everybody kind of gets segregated a little bit because of whether it's what you're doing throughout the course of the day where starting pitchers are kind of all together and relievers are all together in their group and you have to have guys in each one of those groups that can do that it's you know you have your team leaders you have your your pd obviously who's going to go out there and he's going to lead by example every night but then within those little groups you know as far as position players pitchers and uh things like that you have to have 
guys that can can lead that, and I think we have that. I mean, you look at Chris Sale and how hard he works, and 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 that's on top of the God-given ability that he has. And I mean, I don't know how you can watch him do the things that he does, bust his ass every day, go out there and dominate, and not demand that of yourself just to, you know. You would like to think that, but. You know, just to get your foot in the door yeah. in a major league clubhouse, that's that 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 should be what's required of you. And, and sometimes it gets lost a little bit. And, and guys, you know, as a younger player, you kind of have to be taught that and, and taught how to be disciplined to a routine. And, and um, those are all things that lead to you know staying healthy, making 30 starts or whatever it is. Eventually, hopefully, making you know postseason wins and, and things like that. Um, so I'm very confident in the leadership. I think when uh, you know David uh, Ortiz retired, it, it was a little at first kind of everybody was looking around, waiting to see you know who's going to be the guy or whatever. And, and obviously, Petey's been there and, and won rings and is definitely a, our, our clubhouse leader. Um, but to find those guys in in those you know you know the leader of pitching staffs and and position players and things like that it took a little bit of time but i think guys are starting to settle into their roles and and understand that so i'm excited you know so in one of the reasons i i bring this up is because i the guy who's your manager now i covered alice cora and he was really good at that like and you i i'm with you i mean you have different corners of the clubhouse, different roles on the team. You have the guy like Alex, all right, you're going to hit 220, but you're going to say cut the shit to the, the players when you need to, right? So, but that is a – and Johnny Gomes said this. He's like, you know, as a player, when a player hears it from the manager, it's like hearing it from your parents a lot of times. You know, when you hear it from your, your teammate, it's your buddy or well, your brother or something. So that's the challenge. Like, I think that Alice Cora gets it. I think he understands it. Yeah. Is that is there? Any, you know, am I on to something? I mean, I think that you are because what what means the most to you is having that guy sitting next to you hold you accountable, just like you know you're going to hold him accountable for whatever it is. And when somebody, you know, if you have a teammate that has to, you know bring you back down to earth or whatever, keep you in check. That's because that guy not only cares about the ball club and, and you know, doing things the right way, but he cares about you. Mm-hmm. And that's – you have to have that to go through a 162-game season and get into the postseason and advance and do all those sort of things. You have to have that feeling of, of brotherhood in there, and, and that all goes into it. Guys holding – having leaders, holding guys accountable, showing that they care. I mean, you might have to, you know, chew a guy out for something, which it doesn't happen often at all, but it's not because you hate the guy. It's because you care about him. You really expect a lot of him. You expect a lot of yourself, and you expect to win. And that's hard. You think it's, it, that, that's what you think is going to help you over the long run. And that's hard to I, – I think that's hard to do. And you got to make sure that it's, you know, like you said, it doesn't happen a lot, because you guys got to live with each other more than you got to live with your families. I mean, you got to live with each other. If you're going to create any sort of conflict in there, like you better make sure it's worth it. Again, am I wrong or am I right? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It, it, it has to be something that that's going to send a message and really resonate through all 25 guys in the clubhouse. So, um, you know, and baseball is a hard game. 
it's not, you know, you can't go through the motions and go out there and, and uh, have a good start every fifth day or go put up numbers offensively and play great defense, you know, sleepwalking. I mean, you have to you have to prepare and take care of your own stuff too, and, and that requires a lot of focus and attention. So it's a it, it can be a hard balance for a clubhouse sometimes to have guys that are focused on doing their job but also holding other guys accountable and, and you know, valuing that aspect of, of what you need in, in the atmosphere. Mm. Do you feel like you – look at me, such an un, unprofessional, like bringing the microphone over. Um, do you feel like you had mentioned Ortiz, and Mookie said the same thing to me last year, probably halfway through the year. It took him a while. You know, Ortiz, everything had to be filtered through Ortiz. Like that was how it was done because he's there forever. And you guys sort of – had to figure that out as it went along. Do you figure, like, as you get to the end of the year, obviously you guys had a pretty good year. Playoffs, you're, you know, basically 10 innings away from moving on against a team that won the eventual world championship. Did you figure by the time you get to the year that, that you, were, you guys were a lot different in terms of figuring that out than you were even in April and May and June? I think we had a moment after game two. Uh, and I think we kind of all, you know, everybody settled into their roles, I guess, that, that answers your question a little bit better. But there was something that happened after the second game where we, as a group, you know, I think we weren't passive in game three and game four, and, and we played our best baseball, and we played hard, and we ended up coming up a little bit short. But... uh that's all of the clubhouse atmosphere and all the culture and, and those things that you're trying to create in spring training throughout the course of the year is so that you can go into playoff games and play like that, mm-hmm. like game three, like game four. Mm-hmm. You know, your back's against the wall and you've got to answer the call. And that that's what is challenging you know, especially when you lose a guy like like David Ortiz, and they've won championships with him as as the leader, is is finding that balance of guys that are going to settle into those roles, create that culture and that atmosphere. Everybody has to be comfortable with it, and then bring that brand brand of baseball that you want when it when it matters most. It all leads up to that. So I, I think we had that moment after game two because I think we'll probably all say that we didn't play our best baseball in the first two games and, and um but that's what I'm talking about. I mean that's that's the cut the shit moment, right? That's the yeah. cut the and it's unfortunate that you're talking about, you know, the hundred and sixty fourth game of the year, but if you're talking about two thousand eighteen, if you don't have that moment, you're saying, Oh yeah, yeah, I think we did, I think we did. At least you have that tangible thing, right, I guess. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because that gives you you know, identity or purpose as a ball club or whatever you want to call it, you know, for lack of a better word. And that's what's going to drive you throughout the course of the year. We're not, you know, you're not going to just go out there and win by talent. Uh, you know, you can get by on talent, especially in the regular season, but then when you got to answer the call, you got to have some type of a personality as a ball club where you're going to fight, you're going to punch back. Mm-hmm. And we did. I mean, we, we definitely obviously came up short and that sort of stuff, but we found some fight there in game three, and, and I think we showed ourselves a little something that we need to build off of and, and 
you know, if we're fortunate enough to get into the postseason this year, you know, and not even the postseason, day, game one, right. op- opening day, go out there and, and, you know, if you get nicked up a little bit and they're dodging and they punch you a couple of times in the nose, then you get right up and punch back, and, and we need that. Um, you know, and that, that it's a tough division. You're going to go through peaks and valleys, and those valleys is when you got to have that that chip on your shoulder and, and you know want to be in the fight. Was there? It was you know you don't have to get the specifics, but was there? Was it more vocal? Was it more like guys like what the fuck? You know, sort of like. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, <clears throat> that's kind of where it, it stays in, in the clubhouse and the thing, you know. What we did, or that's why I say you don't have to give examples. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you said don't give examples, and then you gave four. <laughs> I was, I was faceless. I trying to walk near the water. There. No, it was the it was the faceless David player saying, "Hey guys, what the fuck?" No, I mean it. it it's not like that, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Bradford show ever gets a sneak peek in the clubhouse, maybe you'll see one of those meetings. I want to do what I, what I want to do is I want to do the like the the meaningless spring training game catching in the bullpen. That's what I want to do. Like you catch? Yeah, me catch in the bullpen. Why don't you? I, I will broach that with your new manager. Catch one of the pens first week. Okay, fine. I'll be happy. To. I mean, this. <laughs> listen, listen, if the if the president's son can do it, why can't I? I want you to catch Stephen Wright's bullpen. Oh no, no! Why, 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 why? I, that's not that's I don't unfair. Think you can get glove on it. Ooh, double or nothing. <laughs> yeah, we'll go double or nothing. Uh, out of out of ten, yeah. I don't think you can catch five. Catch five or get gloved on five. I said glove earlier, but that was All an right, exaggeration. Okay. All right, okay. Let's go with catch. I mean, anybody can get out of oh, out of ten, Stephen Wright knuckleballs. I don't I don't want him throwing like his eighty-five mile an hour, like his regular knuckleball. Oh, are you just gonna pick what you want thrown. I at we have we're go, we're going we're going up against a team that's known to be have struggles against softer knuckleballs. Uh, so uh, okay, so out of ten, catch five Stephen Wright knuckleballs. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. All right. It's good. We have a, we have about a month to go to figure out some really really good prizes that are going to go in the Bradford family uh, coffers. We'll figure out the logistics later. But right now we have a, a nice little bet in place. We're obviously going to have to talk to Wrighty and make sure he's on board. Mm. Okay, that's but, fine. Uh, if not him, though, I'd be more than happy to catch anyone that doesn't throw over eighty miles an hour. No, I'll, I'll catch anyone that throws. You know. I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Day one, I'm definitely not breaking 85. Uh, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy if whatever. I just want to. I want to do it. Give me some tips afterwards. Let me know what you see. I, listen, I, I'm not. I can't just sit up in the press box and criticize. If we're gonna criticize. Let's get down and dirty. All right, good. I think that we've we've established a good foundation. For 2018, number one and most important, we will be returning to Twin Peaks for the second annual Rick Porcello, Joe Kelly uh, podcast. Number two, uh, I am going to lose a crap load of weight, and I am going to get uh, more than just the the satisfaction of losing weight. I'll be getting something, uh, preferably money. And secondly, uh, I will... We, 
Third, oh, oh yeah. Thirdly, thirdly. Peaks, two, you drop and wait. Three, you catch in five pitches from righty. Right. Okay. It sounds like I'm starting 2018 on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Thank you. That's how you lead the, bro- the podcaster to water to end this. It's perfect. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Making his return appearance uh, to the Bradford show. And really, uh, we sit in the room, which we rented out. We paid a lot of money for the podcast room, podcast studios at Foxwoods. Um, Joe Kelly sits here with me. And and we're just probably feet away from the moment that you will forever be known as the Boston Red Sox. You can leave and have a great career. Yeah. But you'll forever be known as walking over and... Me, I, maybe it was the first time I ever talked to you ever. And you walked over and you said, I'm going to win the Cy Young because I was on radio. And then you said, no, I didn't mean it. I thought you were a small Connecticut radio station. I'm going to win the Cy Young this year. And ever since then, I feel like you, since that moment, you've, you've been a friend of the Bradford Show. For no other reason, maybe I felt bad for you. I don't know. Do you, so when you come back here, do, you, do people say, yeah, Joe, you were awesome then. You, you, you predicted the Cy Young. Is there any is, is anything pull at your heartstrings coming back here? Pulling my heartstrings. You know, there's been a couple mentions of it um, today, so that was actually a good call by you. Um, shocker, you got you got one right finally. Um, that that's about it. You know, some people mention it, and then I also had a lady tell me, "I hope I." She uh, she said, "I hope you win 20 games this year," and I said, "That'd be awesome. That would be some kind of a record for sure." I was like, wow, like, if I win 20 games, like, holy moly, out of the pen? That'd be awesome, too. Like, I'd have to win an award. Comeback Player of the Year award, probably. Um, what else is there? I've also had some people ask me after, like, fifth autograph. I had autographs at 12, probably. Autographs end at 1. At, like, 12.06, the seventh person in line asked me, hey, do you have writer's cramp? I was like... I hope not. I mean, I've only been doing this for, you know, five minutes. And from there on, I probably got, if I put the over under at 70 people total of do you have writer's cramp, I might take the over. So, um, but we're in, like I said, we're in glorious Foxwoods and, you know, there's no place I'd rather be than, you know, sitting here in this room with, with you, Rob. All right, you're a liar. First of all, it was a pro move to grabbing the microphone. So, and even though this, I don't know if you know, this can pick up. A lot. So, if you want to do that, that's fine. It's fine. I'll move the microphone. I, that's the commitment that I've made. So, anyway, speaking of commitments, Rick Porcello was just in here before you. He is committed to a second edition of the the, the wildly successful Twin Peaks Bradfo Show Remote Podcast, um, which, congratulations, was rated as one of the top five Bradfo shows of the year. Um. Did this come out on the fake news report? Like, who's making these votings? Me. Um, okay. First of all, Rick said he agreed. Second of all, I don't know if it was successful or not. Third of all, I haven't agreed yet. So you got about 14 more minutes to try to convince me to come back. So, I mean, free food was good. You know, free adult beverages were good. But I'm going to need you to, you know, give me a little more in- in- incentive to come back. Maybe, uh... How about our, our friend who sat down and ate with us? Maybe we bring him on. Um, Mikey. Who? Not Mikey. He was like a... Uh, who sat with us? The radio? Yeah. Kirk? No. Someone else sat with us, too. Who? Wasn't there? 
Who? I don't know. I thought someone else sat with us at Twin Peaks. Me, you, Rick, someone else. What, uh, There's four or five people the total. Engineer guy? Yeah. Doug. Mike, Doug. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. I'm only going if Doug's gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, all right. Well, I mean, the fact is, is that you saved a life. If no other reason, you saved a life in the bathroom, right? Okay. <laughs> Saving a life might be bending it a little bit, but honestly, I did. Tell us a story. I did help uh, another human being from. Being on his knees to his butt on the on the bottom of the bathroom floor and helping him up. So the story the story goes as you know, I go to the bathroom. You know, I'm I'm doing my business and I end up going to wash my hands, and I saw, you know, I don't know what what's correct or anything, but I saw a, a gentleman, you know, who was probably in his fifties who was overweight. So he he like brushed by me a little bit and I washed my hands. That's fine. And, you know, I'm not listening or paying attention to anything. You know, I'm kind of in the zone washing these hands. You know, I'm a germaphobe, so I'm trying to really get them clean. Um, so then all I hear is, 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 a, is a moan and, like, a groan, like, hey, hey. And I don't, I don't really don't think anything of it. Like, then there's only two people in the bathroom. It's me and this guy, and I still don't think anything of it. He goes, help me, help me, help me. And I'm like, I turn around, and I and what I see when I turn around is the the stall door flung open, you know, the guy's cane's on the ground, and a fairly fairly big gentleman is on the ground, like, like, like looks like he's hurt. I don't know what happened. Like I didn't pay, like I wasn't paying attention, um, but he just starts screaming at me, help me, and he's like moaning, like, uh, and so I panic, right? Like, and I'm like, oh crap! So I sprint over there. My hands are still wet, and I'm like you gotta pick me up and i'm like yeah that that's exactly what i came over here to do like what else do you think i was to do like hey man you want to watch netflix with me right now like it's exactly what i'm trying to do and i go down to pick this gentleman up and he goes not like that i'm i'm really heavy and i'm like no like i i could pick you up sir like i can help you he goes you're not gonna be able to pick me up like that and i was like sir um like i didn't say it in a in a nice way but i was like i i definitely deadlift more weight than you than you are right now in an in a non nice way like really really quick because I'm the only one in there like I'm this guy's only resort and he's like kind of yelling at me that I'm picking him up the wrong way so I was like all right just let me pick you up so he's like let me put my hand up here and he puts his hand on the side and and I end up picking him up and I had perfect deadlift form and my squat form was 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 good at the end you know activated the glutes all the way through the hips extended and bam what do you know I mean I picked up a gentleman and. It's not a lie. The guy came out, and I told you the story. You're like, no way. So the guy comes out, and, I mean, an estimate, probably yeah. four bills. He's yeah. 400 pounds, 350. He had a cane. He so, just walked so slow. Walked super slow, like he was hurt. Like, he couldn't walk. Right. So he was pretty big. He had a cane. So the backstory of that, and you can dive into that podcast. Actually, he wasn't on the podcast. He no, it was, it was, yeah, well, it was, it was the shenanigans when you were, actually, maybe it was, you were talking about how you wanted to be a comedian, right? And I said, well, tell me a joke. And you said, no, I, I'm not going to tell you a joke. I'm saving all my jokes. So time goes by, you go to the bathroom, then you come out and you're telling Porcello, I the story. And I'm thinking, the, I swear to God, I'm thinking the entire time, this, no, this is here. He's doing his joke now, right? <laughs> oh my, that would make sense. Cause you're right. We were talking about that. So you're like. Joe went to the bathroom, thought about his gig, and he's going to come out and tell us a story. Right. So that's what I thought it was. And so that even made it even better when your, your prop, the guy, comes waddling out of the bathroom. <laughs> I, that's why I hired this guy to pretend like yeah. it was part of the joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
Anyway, so we'll get that. You're, you're going to be there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, if no other reason, I'm going to title this podcast the, uh, the Twin Peaks Preemptive Strike Podcast. Or Joe Kelly Saves His Life. Joe, Joe Kelly, that's, that's good search engine optimization right there. I mean, there. you don't know. What if I wasn't there? He might have died. You never know. I've, I've actually told the story before, and I used it that way. Yeah, you so it has to be that way. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we got that, we got that out of the way. How's your off season? But by, by the way, did you want to remember? Oh, here, let's tell this story. All right, about the the little fellow faded cup of Joe podcast. Are you ready? No, that's not that's not even a good story. But all right, you one you, day I'll be taking your job. You want to you want to do a podcast? Correct. One day I will, and it will be called Cup of Joe. Okay. So. So now that let's say this is say for lack of a term, the regime has turned over in the Red Sox organization. Is there a possibility that you could? I, because listen, JJ Reddick has a podcast. He's still playing. Could this happen? Because I don't, you don't have to tell tales out of stool, school if you're a player playing. True. I mean, this could happen. It could happen, but I don't think I have enough time. I switched from that. Will, I'll come back to that eventually. But I've switched from, you know wanting to do podcasts to listening to a, a lot of podcasts. So if I want to listen to my podcast that I want to listen to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make my own podcast. So, But doesn't know. that give you the fever a little bit? No, because the podcasts I listen to are not even close to what I'd be talking to. I listen to podcasts on, like, cryptocurrencies all day, every day. Like, so I'm not listening... I'm not listening to sports stuff, or I'm not listening to, like, entertainment stuff or funny stuff. So what What is, it, what is that? Cryptocurrencies? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like... Ether, Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. But I mean, obviously. Because you're a free agent next year, so you better you better start thinking about that stuff. You never know. Maybe you turn in a good investment and maybe not playing ever again. Who knows? It'll be like the kid, 20-year-old from Florida. You never know. <laughs> uh, so come, you said you could come back to the story. Go ahead. Oh, story. That, that was the end of the story. Okay, so the podcast. That's it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got. All right, all right. Well, so you, you would not want to do a podcast? I would not want to do a live podcast during the season, no. It doesn't have to be live. Because when I go on the road, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to learn and, and do, do other stuff. Kinda... Have you ever listened to this podcast when, that, yeah, that you, that when you haven't been on? <laughs> no. I swear to God, no. Not at all. I wish. I don't lie. Even, I don't even know the link. It's a lie. No, it's not. I yes, it is. I I'm on. You lied, but I remember last year in spring training. No, I, I did not. one, and no. you had references, and I can tell you exactly which one it was. I maybe referenced you on the radio. I don't think I've ever listened to podcasts, and that's my honest opinion. Like, I'm not lying, like because I want to lie. I'm lying because I really don't know. I don't think I've ever listened to your podcast ever. Okay, but you referenced a Dustin Medroya podcast, which, by the way, we just did another one. It was fantastic, and uh, you referenced one, so you lied. I remember. That doesn't mean I listened to your podcast. What if it was a clip on, on like maybe WEUI put out a link and I clicked on a link? Maybe I didn't have to go to your podcast to hear that. That's a download. Thank you. Thank you. It all. I didn't download. I clicked on the tweet. Whatever. It's 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 all it's all credits. That's why our numbers are so is crazy high. Right. Uh, I know you got to get going. So. Um, we have to ask something about baseball. All right, sure. Um, do you think? And I was talking to Rick about this about the the clubhouse dynamic. The and I called it. You know, he called it leadership. I called it the cut the shit, cut the crap quotient, right? Of like having guys do the right thing. I understand this is what it takes to win. I understand you won ninety three win games and everything else. You guys were a young team. You had guys in there trying to figure it out as they went along. Do you think that because 
that you, you guys went through what you did last year, that this clubhouse is going to be even better in that respect of the cut-the-shit quotient. You know what I'm talking about when I say that? Like, um, hey, do it this way, not that way. Like, what's right and what's wrong? Yeah. Um, so, did Rick, are you saying, like, we weren't doing it the right way? No, I'm not saying I'm saying that it can always get better. And, and we go back, yeah. to, we go back to the Ortiz thing, right? And, like, Mookie said this to me, said, said, hey, you know, Ortiz, when Ortiz was here, you knew everything ran through Ortiz. Yeah. Now you're trying to figure it out, and, and you have younger guys trying to figure it out, and it's only human nature. When you go through a year, you're going to get better and better and better. Exactly. And he, he actually said that he thought that the, the moment that was the most tangible moment of, of saying, hey, you know what, this is – we have figured it out, is after game two of the playoffs, which, as I told him, it sucks that it was 164 games in, but you can use it, right? Yeah, it was it was, it was weird type of type of season, you know. Obviously, you know, that one standout leader, like, that's very, very vocal, you know, I mean, we don't have too many very, very, like, loud, big personality guys like David Ortiz, David Ortiz, David Ortiz. Um, that being said... You know, we, we have guys that, like you said, there's young guys trying to figure out. There's other guys. Like, we have a team that is, is full of, you know, very talented players. And like you said, after game two, you know, we had a good, you know, player-only type thing. Um, you know, and it felt good. You know, and, and like you said, it, it does suck to, you know, go through a whole season, essentially, the whole season. And then it was almost like one of those, like, last resort type things, like, why didn't this come to anyone's attention, like, if we all thought it, and why didn't we bring this up, you know, before the All-Star break? Or, like, like even somewhere around there, like, it might have been, you know, a little different. You know, we still won all the games, but it just didn't feel right. Um, you know, <clears throat> we won 93 games last year, and we came in first place in the AL East, and I swear to God, it felt like I was in last place. Mm. Like, I was like, man, what, how many games back are we? Oh, shoot, we're in first? But it just felt that reason. Like, it just felt like that. So it was kind of weird. Like, we'd win, we'd win, like, four games in a row, and we're like, man, we're not even playing good. Like, what's going on? And it was like, it felt like that the whole year. Like, we Why? Won, we won 93 games. And it's like, we haven't even, like, played our best baseball. You know, not everyone performed to their best. You know, not everyone performed to their worst. Like, there was, like, some guys had down years, some guys had good years, some guys. But, like, if we just had everyone have their own average year, like, we would have freaking won 110 games. Like, you never know. Um but so what know, made so what made so what made that moment? Listen, you guys probably had players only meetings throughout the year. I don't know. No. So no, I don't know. Not really. Well, okay. So what made that moment like the thing? Like, oh my god, you know, yeah, we shouldn't get our ass kicked. This pushback, or I don't, you know, whatever. Because what, we were about to go home for the off season, you know, like yeah, but you can like say that last resort type of thing. But you can I say think, that. I, yeah, I think that we didn't have that last resort type feeling, like. Hey, let's have that like before, like September hits or before anything. Like, mm-hmm. we should have had like that feeling, like, hey, like this is we're gonna win or go home. Like, we should have brought it together and done like, something like that. So maybe I'm wrong. So maybe it, like the reason the difference was is that as you're going through the year, hey, you know, it's it's not as good as it can be, but it's gonna be around the corner. It's gonna be around the corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how it felt. So like, yeah, it's not as good as it can be when first, but like, it's right there. It's right there. And we said it's right there from game one to game 162. Like, there's not one point where we're like, hey, there it is. Like, that's us right there. Like, yeah, we had good comeback wins and stuff. Like, you know, I don't know if it was the last resort. Like, hey, we're losing this game. Let's try to win it now. Like, let's win. Like, that's kind of like the same thing after, like, a team-only meeting after a playoff game. Like, well, we're about to lose and be out. So, like, let's, let's lock it in. Like, what are we doing? 
type of deal. When did it feel? Did it feel differently? Like when you walked out of that room? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you felt like, all right, like this, this is what we had to say. Like, let's go, let's go play like baseball. Like, who cares? Like, stop worrying about what's going to happen. Just go out and play the game, like hard. And I mean, I don't know if we played better baseball. Obviously, we yeah, we, we, we went to the off season. You know, we lost. Yeah. But <clears throat> we lost to the champs, so that's that's fine. I mean, if anyone was going to win, I, I wish it was them because they beat us. But, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, now we have guys, like you said, there's young guys, there's middle guys. Like, you know, there's some guys we don't have anymore. So it's going to be, you know, it's a whole new, you know, regime now, obviously, with, with, with coaches and, and everything like that. But, but it's, it's, you know, now the young guys have, you know, young guys have that feeling. You know, some of the veteran guys, you know, no, like, all right, hey, if you're not doing it the right way, let's go. Like, this is what we do. So I think, I think, uh, you know, going into this year, um, I think there'll be a little bit more accountability. Well, you just said accountability. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, that and honestly, you know, like, and we talked. I, you know, I've covered Cora for a long, long time, and he was one of the best. But it doesn't doesn't make a difference. You know, manager. I've said this before. I said it just to said it to Rick. Was Johnny Gomes said, like, listen, when when the manager is telling you, it's like your parent, right? Mm-hmm. It's but when your, your teammates telling you, it's something different. Yeah. And and Cora as a player, he was holding guys accountable. It's and he and he's going to do his best there. And I'm not saying that you know, you guys from from locker one to locker whatever wasn't accountable, but in Boston. Like that's the thing, man. Like, like that's that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think you've been here a while? Do yeah. you agree with me? Since fourteen, I've been here since fourteen. I mean, I mean you've you've been accountable, except when it comes to not admitting that you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's basic. It's, I mean, it's basic human nature. Like, if no one's there to 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 keep you doing the right thing, I mean. If there wasn't police, people would be robbing, stealing, killing. Like, they, there's there's a reason why there's police. They hold people accountable. There's laws. They hold people accountable. You know, there's people have morality. They know what's right and wrong. Like, so, but if no one was tell them, like, hey, that's wrong, even though they know it's wrong, they're going to do it. They don't have to be held accountable. So, it's the same thing with, with, with sports, you know. Yeah, like, you might be able to get away with a little bit more stuff if, if no one's calling you out. But if you have someone to call you out, you know, you might be like, oh, yeah, like, I did do it the, not the right way that time. But, you know. I feel I feel like we we coming in this year, you know, it's it, it's a, it's going to be a little bit different. So, I'm something I'm looking forward to. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a bullpen pitcher, so it's not like, you know, you've seen pitchers and, and we're kind of I mean we're on the same team, but we're kind of well, that's we're kind of the outcast. But of, you know, of, that's of, why you, that's why you can't say usually. You know, I, so that's why there's got to be multiple guys. Right, there's got to be the bullpen guys. There's got to be the yep. starters. There's got to be the the guy who hits two twenty, the utility player. Who mm-hmm. you know, you got to have the star guys. Yeah, so. Well, there you go. So, Joe Kelly, prediction, Cy Young, and it's going to be a little bit different. And podcast two coming your way. You're in? For? Twin Peaks. Saving Lives? Saving Lives at Twin Peaks. <laughs> Part two. If I have to save a life, I will save a life. And if you already have verbal agreement from the other person that I did that with, Rick Horsell, then, I mean, I'm, I can't leave him hanging. All right. For, for no other reason, it's just to go for Rick. Okay. All right. All right, fair enough. All right, thank you, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Rob. You know what? Also, I heard there's a little bit of a some side monopoly. Oh, you want to get in on this? Uh, I mean, what's your prediction? All right, so uh, wait. Uh, uh, no. 
Awaken 180 is the company. Gotcha. And and I starting tomorrow as we tape this podcast, I am starting my journey with them, okay. which is in my and realistic goal was to lose 50 pounds by the end of April. Rick Porcello was nice enough to put a wage on. Not that he doesn't believe I can't do it. He believes in you. He just wants to give you incentive, probably. Exactly. Yes. And yes, I think that you, on the other hand, do not believe I can do it. And um, and but you also want to get in on it. Yeah, I, would, I mean, yeah, I would dabble. Um, so what did they tell you you would lose by April? Like if you asked them today. The end of end of, end of April. April. End of April. Yep. If you really did this whole thing. Fifty like, fifty pounds. Fifty. I'm not going to tell you. I don't. I'm not going to tell you my weight. I, I don't even know your weight. Uh, I, 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 I don't. Know, but I'm. Uh, but I set a goal weight, and that's where we landed. Okay. Don't is like. This, don't lie me up and down. Food program or working out. Food. Program? Food. Okay. Um. Fifty. Wow. What about so it's an over and under, or if you don't lose fifty or more, like what is? No, it's, 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 this is this. Like if you lose thirty pounds, does Rick win? By the end of April, yes. So you have to lose fifty or more by end of April. Yes. Okay. <sighs> See, this is going to make you work out even harder if I say. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm going to do it. Listen, I'm. I'm partnered with this company. Oh, so you have to do it. I. I have to, and I want to. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. All right. I'm in. Okay, good. More motivation. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you for motivating me, Joe Kelly. Good luck on your journey. I want you to live a happy and like healthy life. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Every search you make Every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.